Hi, you guys. Welcome to Cabernet and A. Keegan Allen. Hello, Cabernet and A. Are you a wine drinker, Keegan? I don't indulge. I enjoy people that do. Mr. Norman Buckley, director of Pretty Little Lies. Thank you for asking me. The writers and Marley know what the final word is going to be. Absolutely. They're not making it up. Does the actor who plays A know that he or she is playing A? Uh, I can't answer that. Uh, it was worth a shot. Officer Barry Maple, Jim Titus! I am in Academy right now. So. Oh, yeah! I'm about a battle in, so don't get me in any trouble. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet? Hey. Hey, you guys! It's, it's Cabernet and A! Woo! Yay! Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. We are here. We're doing it. Doing it right. Um, Happy post Memorial Day. Hope you all yeah. did it up right. Hope you all memorialize things and people yeah. and places and things. Yeah. And uh, tonight, uh, Chelsea is drinking Karma Probiotics. That's right. Gonna go right through me. And Just flush out all the Memorial <laughs> Day festivities. And I'm drinking Gato Negro. I, I was not as festive as Chelsea this weekend. Mm. Drink every day, baby. I actually didn't. Really? Well, I guess I did, but I didn't drink a ton. Like, on Sunday, those mimosas were the only things that I drank. Okay. And we had, like, what? Like, that was, like, maybe the equivalent of, like, two glasses of champagne. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Yeah, I kept going after that. Yeah. For a real long time. But then... I had two margaritas on Memorial Memorial Day. Memorial Day. I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, Gato Negro, the old standby. Um, I had two uh, raspberry margaritas that were delicious Sounds in Jersey amazing. City at South House, and like immediately felt like I needed to go to bed. And- like, right away. Oh, wow. Like, after I finished the second one, I was just like, I need to go home, and I'm in another state. And I'm so, so sad. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, just... that's the worst. That's why I don't go out. Because I need to be, like, already in my living room, adjacent to my bedroom. But you're the one I'm ready to pass out. out. I, like, I went, I had those two margaritas, and then I was done. So I had, I guess... For normal people, that's drinking. <laughs> it didn't feel like I was drinking that much. Yeah, no, that wasn't really drinking. I didn't go, like, Memorial Day drinking. Yeah, hard. right. Like, right. I just kind of had, like, a couple of beverages. And I'm only going to have a couple tonight. Maybe yeah. a bottle. Who Maybe knows? Maybe a bottle. Do you um, see whatever I had happens. a really shitty commute here. Yeah, you so deserve this. It was, like, one of those rare days where it was nuts to butts and nobody knew how to stand in a subway. Ugh. Um, how do people still not know? It's just also hard because I just feel like it's one of those rare moments where I wish I didn't have breasts because it was just like everything was just like touching my breasts in the car. Sure. I was just like, why is this guy's backpack, this woman's and like everything is all up in me. Right. And I just wanted to have some space. Sure. So, but. So you're drinking now. I'm drinking and I'm feeling great now. Yeah. I feel like I have my space. Except for when Tanuki's trying to steal my cheese. Yeah, he's always... It's very Tom and Jerry of us. That's true. Um, But if you're listening to us, you're listening to us on Podbean, Stitcher, or iTunes. Thanks so much for downloading an episode and trying us out. Or if you're a regular listener, welcome back. Thanks for coming. Um, If you have the time and the means, please review us. Give us any stars that you see fit. Give us any feedback you see fit. 
we always take it under consideration um, and we have these long drawn out panels where we discuss everything. Um, <laughs> we bring in experts. Yeah, to we give just, us. We really think about advice. it. We three sixty it, and uh, <laughs> then we we take it uh, under advisement. So let us know how you feel. And if email us at uh, cabernetna at gmail .com, Just your thoughts, your theories. We always love unsolicited. Well, solicited because we're soliciting yeah. them for them now. Uh, theory emails. Oh, I and love a theory email or a theory tweet at BC Funk at the Chelsea White. Hell yeah. Or at cabernetna. And uh, hit us up cabernetna.com. You can find the link to our merch page there, yeah. which we literally make. No, I mean like maybe two cents off of. It's I not couldn't like, afford my own pajamas from it. <laughs> <laughs> but we just want you guys to share in the Cabernetna merch joy and just help spread the word. Is really how it, it helps out. Uh, so yeah, BT Dubs, those pajama bottoms run small, and you're gonna feel <laughs> bad about yourself. So just make sure you. Utter size up. <laughs> <laughs> Good advice. So should we get into today's episode? Yeah, we should. So we watched episode 422, She's, She's Come, Come Undone. Undone. And boy, has she. Oh, this is man. the infamous episode where Arya loses her shit. The episode that immediately follows an episode that we did earlier this uh, bridge season. Episode 4, uh, well, yeah, because wait a second. Maybe this isn't 422, because maybe this is just the way. It might be 421. Because you know how stupid Netflix counts yeah. as for answers as an episode, and it's, like, fake? Yeah, I'm not... It, it's one of the 420s. Uh, uh, all right, well, you kick us off, Sue. So I'll check it out. So, um, there... It starts off with... Uh, Aria just basically letting the girls know that she's gotten off the ski lift, she's in her uh, house, and they're all kind of circled around her, and she's like, Ezra thinks one of us maybe killed Allie, and he's not A, and everything was a lie, he never really loved me, and I'm so, so sad, and I sound like I'm mocking her, I I'm actually very empathetic with Arya this episode. I don't know. I just feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, Chelsea, but I feel like every woman's had that moment of relationships where you're like, you really thought you were solid. You thought you guys were on the same page. You thought you understood each other. And then they like pull that rug and you're like, oh my God, you were a wolf in sheep's clothing this entire time. And I feel completely hoodwinked. And horrible about myself. Yeah. So I, I really empathized with Arya, but I think as an outsider, a lot of us are just like, girl, you were dating your teacher. We all knew that yeah. this was coming. We saw those signs on the highway, and you had chances to exit, and you did not get off this ride. You just went on a ski lift with him and somehow got down. It's true. I mean, well, I guess we'll we'll get to the part where she trashes his apartment, which is really oh my god, it's the so best. Good. I mean, it's it's one of the best scenes. But we also watched it because there's a Mrs. D scene, so yes. we're gonna get there. We're too. gonna get there eventually. Um, what I didn't take a whole a lot of notes until probably towards the uh, amazing fuck shit up scene, Sue. So if you had anything else? Oh, you that. know I took notes. Go for it. Um, she basically. It's just making herself sick thinking about the relationship. Like, she, like, thinks back to, like, how they met 
And, like, just even the thought of, like, oh, my God, he knew everything about me when he already met me made her sick. And I actually, like, I dated a guy who I didn't know I had worked with. And he had known that we worked together. Why? You didn't remember that you worked with him? Well, he, we were on different sides of the floor that we worked okay. on. That's so funny. And so you didn't work, like, directly together? No. But, like, it came out that, like, he did know who I was and acted kind of like he didn't. And it felt really creepy stalkerish. Oh, that's so weird. Like, he was, like, a freelancer. And I was, like, if you oh, come I back. I remember. I was, like, if you come back to work for the company that I was working at at the time, like, let me know. And he didn't. He just showed up at my office one day. And I was, like oh my god, this guy's the creepiest. And I I totally understand how she felt. It was one of those things where, like, you think back and you're like, oh my god, he, he already knew that about me. He, he already knew these things. That he was acting like he didn't. That's creepy AF. Yeah. So, guys, don't be creepy AF. Just Guys, just don't. Don't be an Ezra. I know it's your, you know, you have a pre- propensity for it. I know it's like your, your sort of base go-to. level. Yeah, it's your go-to. Yeah, I, I would like to think that you aren't, but I think that society allows it. True. Um, and speaking of society's uh, horrors, this is also during Spencer Pill Spencer days. Love a good Pill Spencer era. And uh, we see Spencer coming all cracked out uh, down the stairs. With the pill makeup eyes. God, those pill makeup eyes. Or just like slight shadow, like complete 360 on her eyeballs. Yeah, it's just like a nice little red rub. Yeah. Like a little burnt ember rub around the eye. Um, And her parents are sitting there and they're like saying something that Corey would be really upset with. They offer her coffee. <laughs> it's like, what do you do with your daughter who has, who's addicted to uppers? Oh, give her some more coffee. <laughs> um, and then uh, she's like, oh, there's bags packed. Who's back? Who's going on a trip? And they're like, surprise, you are. You're going to rehab. And I was like, first of all, how fucking coked out are you that you don't realize that your parents packed your bags? Like, yeah, yes, you're wearing your, like, point. robe, but, like, wouldn't you have, like, realized, like, oh, all of my underwear is packed away. That's a really good point. Maybe they didn't pack underwear for her. And maybe it wasn't her suitcases, but it was still just, like, really How did they weird. pack without her knowing? That's a good fucking point, Sue. That's how drunk I never thought is. about it. Those um, are the things that I think about. It's astute of you. <laughs> and they're like, all right. And basically, they... They, like, allow her to not go to rehab because she's like, what am I going to put on my college resume? There's Radley and now rehab. Right. And they were like, oh, shit. I didn't think of it that way. I didn't think of how it would tarnish. They were both just like, oh, snap, that's true. Which I can tell you right now, it doesn't show up on your resume. It doesn't? It doesn't show up on your college application. Really? As long as she, if she keeps doing the schoolwork and gets the grades that she needs to, which I think she could have, they don't have to, first of all, I think it's illegal to to have to put that you were in a mental institution. That's probably, you're probably right. If you're a minor, I don't think that you have to put that. That's a good point. 
But, I mean, in the world of PLL, maybe. But I was just, like, it just kind of upset me a little bit because I don't want people to think that, like, oh, I'm not going to go in because I'll never go to college. Because I went to college and I did not have to disclose that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I had to go to a mental institution. I was an outpatient but because of medication stuff. But it was still, a, like, a mental facility. And there was no, like paperwork that I had to right. submit to college being like, oh, this is a thing. Right. Because I had already dealt though? with it. I guess that's a good point. It's like... It was, I mean, I guess, but I don't feel like gonna colleges are going to... Right? Yeah. Like, I don't feel like your admissions form fee is going towards a background check. Right. Yeah. You know? Good point. I, I just... I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just saying, you know... What happens to you as a minor is really well covered, and I don't think that you would find that out through a school, especially right. if you went to like something like rehab, and you're from an upper middle class town like Rosewood. Right. I'm pretty sure they're not sniffing around for stuff like that. Yeah, like, and here's somebody yeah. from all these, you know, high flutin parents. Right. But um, either way, they were just like. We don't want a fucking scene, which I feel like my town was all about as well. So they were like, we're just going to let you work on the withdrawal medicines at home, which don't, spoiler alert, don't work for her. Because she just right. fiends like a motherfucker. Right. Um, and the next note I have after the, the parent confrontation is... Hannah and her jumpsuit. Oh, yeah. She had a lovely, festive jumpsuit. It felt I very, love a jumpsuit. It was very colorful, though. It, it felt very, very Laura Ashley. Well, the, the coat over it was neon. It was like a yeah. neon. Well, and you know, we all need a blazer neon. over a jumpsuit in PLL right. world. Right. Can't go to high school without your blazer. <laughs> um, which, again, like, I have to say... We had a listener who has a wing line and a, and a, oh, and yeah, a blazer. Oh, yeah, Who, I love you, because that's totally what normal people in the world should do. Um, but in high school is what my problem is with it. Right. Uh, that's where I'm kind of like, that's a little benoodles. Um, anyway, then I also, my next note after that was, Travis... With, reminds me of, and I, excuse me if I've said this before, but do you feel like Travis is giving you at all Brian Krakow from My So-Called Life with shaved head feelings? Yeah! In this episode, I felt it more, that, like, because there's just kind of like this that. awkward, like, just thank you for talking to me. Yeah! Thanks! And I was just like, oh my god, you're like Brian Krakow with a shaved head. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. Um, and if you haven't seen My So-Called Life, it's the easiest binge that you'll ever do. It's like Yeah, it's episode. like not even a it's full like, season. Also, yeah. everyone keep writing into your local cable provider <laughs> to see if they'll keep it on the air. People do still write about it that they want. I, they need to. Guys, it's not going to happen. Um, but maybe it will so just write that letter yeah just just keep writing then um, so yeah so Travis is basically going to court because of the whole fallout of him clearing Ashley Marin like now Wilden's blackmail is coming through so his dad has to go to court for it they never fully explain what his dad did 
But it can't be anything that horrible because he was able to get off with community service thanks to Holbrook. Sure. Um, but on the other side of the pond, uh, we have, well, not pond, but whatever. In other news, Emily is <laughs> working on the Wallingford drop-off of uh, Allie's money. Yeah, Allie wants Shauna some cash. contacts Emily and yep. is like, yo, Allie needs this money. You gotta drop it off in Wallingford. And Emily's like, I can't let her down. I gotta do it. And then Paige, like, spots the money in her bag and is like, mm, I need all that money, Emily. And Emily's like, none of your business, you stupid cunt. She doesn't say that, but I fucking wish she did. Well, it's just really weird in a relationship such as theirs. For all the things that, like, crazy things that Paige does, like, not tell her mom, try and kill Emily. Like, just all these things that she's just like, you have a lot of cash in your bag. What's going on? Yeah. But I also feel like, in some ways, Paige is the truest high school character. Because it's one of those things where you're like, I'm in high school. What do you do if you see something that's not okay? Yeah. Tell an adult. Yeah. You yeah. know, and completely right, kids who are listening. If they're, if you have a friend who's carrying large sums of cash for no reason, you should tell an adult. Right. <laughs> There's right. probably something nefarious going on. Right. But... For the sake of the storyline, Paige, you're Keep ruining your everything. Keep trap shut, Paige. Also in that scene, Emily made a comment, like, because they were saying they haven't been able to see each other because they're so busy. And Emily's like, I mean, yeah, like, we're in high school. Our lives shouldn't be this scheduled. Like, my life was, like, oh the most scheduled in high school. I don't think my life has ever been as scheduled as when I was in high school. I think that's pretty normal. Yeah, I agree. And a fine time to be scheduled. You're all young and virile. Yeah, I feel like that is why that you're very scheduled, right? You have all the energy. Well, yeah, because you're pretty much supposed to be in school, and then you have extracurriculars, and then you have homework, and then you have, you know, whatever television show that you're watching with the kids are into. Right. And then you go to bed, and then you wake up and do it all again. Do it all over again. Um, what else? Then my favorite thing happened. Aria comes into school like a bat out of hell, breezes by all the girls, looks like a crackhead, just so angry and defiantly marching through the halls. And Chelsea's like, oh my god, she's wearing a cat shirt. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a shirt full of skulls. <laughs> and I was like, this is a Rorschach test for Chelsea and Chelsea only. Um, but... Arya bursts into Ezra's room and it's just the most see you next Tuesday teacher ever where she's just like Arya's like is Ezra here? And the teacher's like do you mean Mr. Fitz? <laughs> no Mr. Fitz isn't here but I can give him a message and like Arya's just like I ain't got time for you bitch and like storms off which I think is one of my finest act outs of this oh, show. Oh yeah, that was great. I felt Thank I felt moved by it. I feel honored to have witnessed it in person. <laughs> I'm sure. And does this bring us to our favorite scene? Mm-mm. No, there's still more. Oh shit. Because uh 
the next scene is that Spencer, like, that's, like, supposedly on withdrawal meds, goes to Toby to apologize. And right. she brings him cronuts. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Toby's the worst. Because she's like, you haven't heard of cronuts? They're amazing. They're donuts and croissants. And they're basically all trans fat and disgusting and good for you. Like, horrible for you. And he's like, that sounds horrible. I like everyone in the world is just yeah, like, he's like no, she's like no she doesn't say it's horrible he she, she's just excited she's like oh yeah it's like trans fat but it's like a donut kind of he's like that's disgusting and she's like i tried to do something nice for you she had three cronuts uh, do you know when this episode aired she probably had to give up her butthole for those like <laughs> those things were hard to get <laughs> like she did a lot of back alley training for that the only thing that I dorkily said to Chelsea during that scene was I was just like, cronuts are big in New York, and there's no trans fats in New York. There haven't been since, like, 2010. Yeah. So. Definitely not her trans fats, Her description is wrong. She's slipping because of the pills. <laughs> I'm telling you. God damn it, Spencer. So then, um... Sorry, Chinooki's looking himself and I got enamored for a second. <laughs> I was like, part of your world. Yeah, he's um, really getting in there. So, now Arya is in Ezra's apartment. And this is before she freaks out. She just kind of starts snooping around, just sniffing about. And uh, she finds a tape where... Allie is recorded saying that she doesn't know who she can trust still. She's thanking somebody for helping her. And she's very distraught. And she's like, I still don't know who I can trust. And why is it on some little funky, old-fashioned, like, portable 8-track? Like, what is that? What? You'd have to go out of your way to record it on some device. Like, what is happening? How do you even record something on a device like that? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. They're very old-timey up in Rosewood. It's so strange. I guess he does have a typewriter in his apartment, too. So, wait, are we at the scene? Um, well, she goes... She's in the apartment, right? Yeah, she's oh, in the boy. apartment. Oh, boy. Here we go. She reads the journal. Oh, Lord. And she's reading through it, and there's, like, little things here and there, and, like, tears are falling down on her face. But the catalyst, which I think is just so justified is that through all of this like copious note taking Ezra's like Arya doesn't suspect a thing yeah yeah and it's like it's like a ways into the book like they've already gone through like Caleb's working for Jenna there's the um there's a couple of other things that have happened so like we're on like early season three by this point of them seeing each other and she fucking sees this shit. And that is when she goes, as as uh, Wendy Williams would say, her ticky boom went off. Because <laughs> she was just like, and done. Arya holds out. And she destroys everything. She's, like, pushing over lamps. She's, like, picks up at one point, like, a dust lamp and, like, smashes it into the window of his, like, armoire. Oh, it's amazing. 
She smashes it because her picture with him is behind it. Right. She doesn't open it up. She yeah. literally just smashes that She's one like, section. Well, but, but her smash takes to it. Yeah, she takes the picture out through the shards of glass and then smashes that picture. It's incredible. I feel like that was like a calling card. Kind of like, you want to know who did this? I fucking did yes. this. Oh, yeah, good point. Let a bitch know. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if everything else could have been anybody at that point, but I feel right. like that was just her being like... Just so you know. Just so you know I did this. And I feel like while we were watching it, we were both saying, totally justified. I feel like she could have gone further. Yeah, I feel like what what like what like she did to his apartment like didn't even begin to scratch the surface of like payback. I mean, he did some shit. I feel like she should have defecated in his bed and then made the bed again and left him, like, looking, like, uns... So that way, like, he would clean up everything and then get into his bed and then, like, roll around in her shit. Is yeah. that a little too vengeful? No! That would have been just getting like... there. That would have been getting there. That's how she felt, and that's what he deserved, because... This really is, and it was funny because you were you turned to me and you were like, "By the end of the season, they forgive him." Yeah, I like forgot. I couldn't even remember. I was like, "When do they forgive him?" Is it the end of the season? But then, and then you remembered because he gets shot. He got shot. God damn it! And like he gets shot trying to like help them, so they forgive him. But it's still kind of unforgivable. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. At, le- at the very least, not, like, within that time frame, like, and just because. Yeah. You know? I mean, I just feel like there were other things leading up that he was doing to try and help, but either way, it's just, he never fully explains. And that was the thing that also, I think, why I agree with Arya for, like, smashing everything. It wasn't, like... Ari doesn't expect a thing, and I love her so much, and I feel so guilty. There's none of that written. It's literally just like, look at this dumb bitch. Right, (laughs) right. How do you not feel horrible after that? Right, right. So, that was amazing. One other thing I had about that was that he has all of, she finds, like, a lot of pictures of her, like, you know, private investigator, like, stalker shit, just pictures of her, like, going about her daily life yeah. throughout the years. What, which, another reason, like, the, and then, like, he gets shot, so, like, that's acceptable behavior. But why do you need all those pictures? Like, why do you need the random stalker pictures of her? I mean, okay, it's a TV show. But, like, really, if we were going to put it through a lens of reality, you, what are you doing, Ezra? You don't need random PI stuff. Like, you're not, report, you're not reporting to anyone. It's not like you are a PI who's then, like, reporting to someone, like, oh, subject spotted it, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, you're just doing some weird shit at that point. Yeah. So, this is an interesting question. Do you think... Remember the, the thing, why can't I, did he hire people? No, when Jason has the, not podcast, what is it, the photo processing center and oh, the, 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 black, the, the dark room. Dark room. There we go. 
Woo! You did it. We made this it. This gato is hitting the spot, guys. Got it, and the spot is my memory sensor. <laughs> it's drilling a little hole in my brain. Um, but so yeah, in the dark room that was the shed behind the De Laurentiis house, we find out that we think that Jason is developing all these photos of Aria while she's sleeping. Jason claims that Allie took them. Right. Do we think that Allie took them, or do we think that Ezra took Ew. them? I mean, that's interesting. That's interesting and plausible, but then why, how would the film get there is the only point. Maybe Allie stole them from Ezra? Oh, no, because he would have started doing it after she disappeared. I guess unless but she maybe came back. But maybe she, like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I feel like we're meant to believe that Allie was kind of, like, in bouncing out. in and out yeah. of Rosewood. Yeah, true. Because she had to keep coming back, or, like, had That's some true. sort of hand in Rosewood. Yeah. Because she hid so much money and secrets there. Yeah, that's true. So That's possible. When we get the spinoff of, like, Allie, the missing years, we'll find out. Also, I'm mad that then when, like, the girls came in and, like, see her sitting there, like, in a pile of, like, madness... She, they are like, oh my god, you know, let's get you out of here. And Spencer's like, wait, there's stuff here we might need. It's like Ezra's research, let's take it. And they're like, Spencer, don't be crazy. Arya needs us. But like, fuck you guys. Why are they like research shaming Spencer? She's right. Okay, it doesn't take all three of you to fucking take Arya. The two of you take her. Spencer, stay and collect some shit. They're being stupid. They are. Because it's like, Okay, so Arya's upset because part of their fucking fucked up past three years of their lives of tormenting, there's all these clues right there Yeah, that are like, could tell them something that could finish it, these things. Yeah. So it's like, yes, she's, in, she's upset now, but you could stop a lot of anguish down the line if you find out what Ezra knew. Yes! 150%. And they were all kind of interested in what was in the book when in the beginning of the episode. So I yeah. feel like it's really weird that they're like, oh, by the like this point, they're like, let's just forget about it. And like, Arya's so fragile. Yeah. Let's not do anything. And then it's like, um, you guys are just leaving all these clues that you've been desperately clamoring yeah. for. Yeah. Just strewn about with the glass shards. Um, and then another disappointing moment. <laughs> oh, wait. After they take her from the wreckage, uh, Spencer does take some stuff. And one of them is a PI card that... Uh, says, is this the PI that was following Spencer, question yeah. mark? And the last name, it's Pope Detectives. Yes, which I was just it. like, this could have been a scandal crossover. <laughs> we oh, missed out, guys. That would have been amazing. Yeah. Could you imagine if Olivia Pope came into Pretty Little Liars? Like, someone write us that fan fiction stat. Because <laughs> that would be amazing. Like, yeah. Olivia Pope would have this shit on lockdown immediately. She is the best. Um, and then we cut to Arya burning one of the notebooks that they did take. Uh, and Hannah just, like, sitting by and being like, that make you feel better? Feeling okay? <laughs> like, Arya's like, no, I feel worse. And she's like, 
Yeah. Should we get some food or something? Like fries? <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, after that horrible chance of relating, uh, we see somebody else who doesn't understand humans. It's Paige who cuts off Emily when she's trying to get the money to Allie. Right. And Paige is just the worst as Paige is. And is like... As she's meant to be. Forces Emily to tell her that Allie Allie's is alive. alive. Yeah. And then after that, furthers it by being like, tell me the whole situation of why she needs money. Tell me everything. And then is like, now nah, you can't help her anymore. I, if you want to be with me, you have to forget your friends. And that's yeah. not what the Spice Girls told us. It's not what the Spice Girls wanted. And like, ultimately, isn't that what the way we're trying to live our lives? Absolutely. Zig zig. Ah, that was beautiful. Emily <laughs> really laid into her then later because like Paige comes over and Emily's like, I don't like. The- being given ultimatums, Paige. It's like, of course, yeah, exactly. And Paige is all like, what? I don't mean, I don't understand. Like, I'm get the fuck to... out of here, Paige. I'm trying to protect you. Oh, no my one God. cares. She's just the most unsympathetic, like, worst character ever. So then Hannah meets up with Holbrook, who helped out Trevor. And she's like, Oh, I've got food for Aria, my friend who's going a little cuckoo bananas right now, but thanks for helping Trevor. And he's like, no problem. And she's like, I'm going to give you a hug. And then she does her, like, I love this Hannah face where she's just, like, awkwardly kissing everybody. So she, like, awkwardly kisses Holbrook. And she was like, sorry, I don't know why I did that. Little cuckoo bananas. And he's just like, whoa. Like, he, like, looks all over, making sure that people aren't watching them. It is so weird. Have you ever just, like, randomly kissed somebody, like, in, like, some sort of momentary, like, just completely sober in the light of day? Just been like, oh, I don't know why I just blacked out for two and a half seconds and kissed you right then. Um, not sober. Right? Oh, I mean, like, of course. (laughs) Not sober is a completely different ballgame. That's par for the course. But I've never, like, it was just such a weird... I don't know, is it like calling the teacher mom sort of thing? That's what I was just going to say. I was just like, I think it's one of those random, like, love yous that you don't expect. Yeah. Like, I think it was just one of those, like, because I don't even feel like it was one of those, oh, we're vibing. I'm going to, like, kiss you. Because it, it wasn't like a kiss that landed into that was going to be more. I just think she's just kind of, like, Missing Caleb, doesn't know where she's going, someone was kind to her, kisses him, and she's just like, whoa, like, right. immediately like, I'm sorry, that was wrong. Right. So, in some ways, I don't think it's that she's like, I think, like, her brain's intoxicated with emotions, you know, and she just doesn't really know where to put things, because, I mean, yes, the Ezra thing happens to Arya, but doesn't it really wrap, like, impl- like, just have implications on everybody? Yeah. Like, because they all were friendly with Ezra because Arya was with him. Yeah. And I think they all trusted Ezra at some point yeah. for that. Totally. And I think all of them were a little mind-fucked by the whole thing. Totally. Yeah. Good point. Um, are we up to the part about... Mrs. D and Cece? 
Um, yes. So, yeah, we are. Cece told Ezra. So, yeah, Spencer finds out because she... Why does it? She finds some, like, P.I.? Papers? Why am I suddenly forgetting why she... She finds one of the, the notes that she took from Ezra. That she took from Ezra. Okay, yeah. you're right. So she took this note from Ezra, and it says, Cece told the police... Or no. Cece told Mrs. D that she saw Spencer Cece's telling Ezra this. Right, right. So supposedly Cece's saying to Ezra, hey, I saw... I was there the night that Allie was supposedly murdered. And I saw Spencer and Allie fighting. Spencer picked up a shovel, hit Allie. I don't know if she actually said she saw her hit her. Did she? I thought she just said they were arguing and then but saw But she a did say that there was a shovel involved. Yeah, I don't know. And then I don't know Mrs. For sure D pays that. off Cece. Because, because well, Mrs. D saw as well. And Cece, but Cece, yeah, like basically tells, I think what it was that Cece like tells Mrs. D, hey, I saw this. And Mrs. D's like, no, you didn't. And like pays yeah. her off. But it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes any sense. Unless. Go on. I mean, Cece's saying this to Ezra. So Cece's just making it completely up to cast suspicion on Spencer, I guess. But does she already say, but it's like, but Mrs. D also paid off Wilden to not say anything. Oh, but that was not involving Spencer. That was just like, it was involving Cece. Cece was there or not. Okay. Unless I'm forgetting some other piece of information that made me feel like this never, ever made sense. I guess it makes sense. Then just explain it by Cece was just lying to cast suspicion on Spencer. But Cece was there that night because she hit. Allie. Why would she cast suspicion on it? Why would Cece place herself there at all? Why would Cece tell a lie that but they'll also Cece places says when she's, you know, game over Charles, she's like, uh, Jason saw you dress like Allie, and she's like, no, never happened. But she admits to burying, to, to hitting Allie and her mom burying Allie that night. Right? Wait, wait, say that again. Say the beginning part again. So, they're like, Jason saw Cece to there talking to Melissa that night. And she's like, that never happened. But she's you, dressed like Allie. And you're saying that you're referring to the time where she told Emily or Spencer or someone in, like, season three or four, when she was, like, packing up and leaving town, when, like, Emily confronted her and said, like, but Jason said he saw you there. And Cece goes, he said that? That's messed up. Do you remember that? This was like season three. Yeah. And she's leaving town. Is that what you're talking about? She told Emily at that point that she wasn't there? Because I don't think she ever brings it up again. Oh, I thought she did again. When? Wrong. Maybe you're right. Because she, I feel like... I don't think she brings it up after Why do I feel like we discounted the fact that Melissa was talking to CC? Because at this point, we don't know. Because... Because Meli- because Cece wasn't supposed to, like, nobody knew that Cece was there other than Mrs. D. Because she was sneaking around and she was dressed as A. So if Melissa was talking to Cece dressed in a yellow shirt, that would not have been the case. Because Cece was never wearing a yellow shirt that night. Yeah. That's what it was. 
like Cece was there, but Cece doesn't claim to have talked to Melissa. She doesn't claim to have been wearing a yellow shirt. So Jason's memory of Melissa talking to someone wearing a yellow shirt couldn't have been Cece, unless there are just more lies that to be, unless what Cece told us is a lie. See, and that's the thing I keep going back to. I can't believe everything that Cece told us. Oh, totally. For sure. I feel like there are lies in Cece's explanation. I, I believe that, yeah. Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. I'm hoping that's what season seven brings us. Is yeah. Just like ironing ironing out of those wrinkles. Totally. But we shall see. Totally. Um, so, but yeah, it's Benoodles, the whole, like, why would we even, I guess this is a red herring, or maybe something to be planted in our brains, that Cece was there, and her and Mrs. D have a connection, but it was just, you know, Cece was great at lying, so she was probably just playing Ezra. Right. Um, and then Spencer has to go downstairs because her dad calls her and he's just, she's just like, did you hire a detective to follow me or Melissa? And her dad's like, you should take a walk. And then Toby shows up and he's like, Toby, take her for a walk. And she's so distraught. And Toby's like, yeah, walk sounds like a great idea. And they like... (laughs) And then he's just like, I went to the brew, and then she ran off. It was like, yeah, because she was being the most unstable human ever. Yeah. Like, Toby. that was literally like leaving a caged monkey, like a normally caged monkey, out in the wild and being like, I can't believe it ran off. It's like, like you know what, Toby? You should, like, think about being a cop because you're very, like, <laughs> so observant of people's behaviors. level-headed. So, um... What happens is that Spencer runs off and confronts Mrs. D. Right, right. And this is interesting, because Mrs. D, it's just like, what, what, what? Like, don't understand anything. Spencer, you're for noodles. And this is where I'm kind of like, Mary Drake, Jessica. Yeah. Mary Drake, Jessica. Yeah. Because... If it was Mrs. D, she's cool as a cucumber. Mm-hmm. If you know, like, I just don't know who we're supposed to believe it is at that point. Yeah, and um, I'm hoping that we find out. Um, and Mrs. D does not answer Spencer's question about did you see me hurt Allie. Um, yeah, she doesn't say anything one way or another. She's just very coy about it. See, so wonder what was that like? Was that all like Mrs. D casting suspicion on Spencer, or did, did Mrs. D? Uh, no, but, I mean she didn't though. But she didn't because she says. I mean that goes back to if Cece's lying or not. But if Cece's telling the truth, Mrs. D knows what happened. But if Cece's lying, I guess Mrs. D could have thought. I mean, there's just no. Mrs. D could have never suspected Spencer. Like, it doesn't make any sense. She yeah. was only doing it, to, which makes sense that she was doing it to protect, to get suspicion off of anyone else, including yeah. her other her, her daughter. daughter. So, and then the last note that's worthwhile is that Ezra finds, I mean, Arya finds out that Ezra is going forward with his book. She finds a letter. 
And she calls up Random House acting like Victoria Blackwell. Right. And is like, oh, we want to, like, get Ezra a little surprise. Like, you got your book published. And they're like, well, he's here right now. And that's when she's just like, getting the fuck out of this town. (laughs) And Emily comes over. Oh, wait, we we forgot that uh, she also tries to go to the um, principal's house. Oh, right. Tell the principal. And Hannah's just like, think about the room. And that's when Ari goes home and then finds the letter and then is like, fuck everyone. Right. And Emily comes over and is like, let me help. And she's just like, get the fuck out of my way. That's how you can help. And then Azura, we find out next episode, drives up and bangs some twink. Yep. So mm-hmm. good for her. Good for her. Yeah. yeah. Or Ari does. Did you say Azura? Either way. Maybe I'm going to start. Ari bangs a twink. It's yeah. great. No one ever hear from again. So everybody wins. Yeah. You guys, thanks for going on this journey with us. I'm going to go try to poop again. <laughs> I just I feel it. Tell I feel like that it's you were... sitting there. I know, but I felt like the world needed to know. It's just it's guys, sitting there. The probiotics are going right through me. And, uh, I'm going to have a little bit more wine that's while fine. you're going to poop. Yeah, I'm going to poop. You're going to have some wine. And we're going to see you guys next week. Same time. Same place. Thanks so much for being our friends. Our only friends. <laughs> Besides Tanuki. Meow. Love you. Bye. Bye. Would anyone like a glass of Cabernet?